Welcome back to the Focus UGA podcast, where we share with you the journey of our lives as missionaries and all the joys along the way. Thanks for listening, and go dogs! Okay, Let's everybody. Not cut it off. We are, I think we're starting this thing off. We're, in the words of beef, we're live. We live. We're actually live. Now. We're live. That's a great episode, oh, too. Live. This way? Test Casey, these statues are for you. Yeah. Dude, what I was telling you about earlier, Roman in a Greek world, when mm-hmm. you were talking about the Greek thing, mm-hmm. for the longest time, I did not understand that. I was like, Roman in a Greek world? And I started thinking like Greek Orthodox. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Roman in a Greek Orthodox? Nobody's Greek Orthodox. I don't know any Orthodox people. Uh-huh. I know like two. <laughs> no, I know one. Shout out Anatoly. Shouts out to Anna. For our, our viewers, we do uh, Greek outreach. And so kind of one of our slogans and something we put on shirts is living Roman in a Greek world. Greek referring to Greek life. Yep. Roman referring to the Holy Roman Catholic Church. Shout out my Ficat boys. <clears throat> Shouts out to those Greek boys. They real. They love. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. How's everybody doing? Podcast episode two. You excited? Yeah. Let's, let's get after it. Yeah. I'm excited. Do I blend in with the table? Yeah, you do. We can't even tell you here. I just have like floating hands. Like a green screen. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, Kelvin? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about discipleship. So yeah, the we kind of wanted to talk about for this episode. Again, we want to give our viewers, our supporters, a better idea of what it is that we do as missionaries. And so the bread and butter of what we do is discipleship. I always say we lead Bible studies, we do discipleship. We do many different things, wear a lot of different hats, but that's really at the crux of what we do. Christ gave us the Great Commission. He told us to go make disciples of all nations. And here at Focus, we try to fill, really live that out and go and make disciples of all nations. But discipleship is kind of a buzzword in the church, and we don't actually know, a lot of people don't really know, what, what does that actually mean? Is it just kind of these holy friendships? But in Focus, we have a very clear vision for what that looks like. And I think going over that a little bit and then sharing some stories about what does this actually look like day to day might be helpful to paint a picture of what we do. So to start off, we're going to talk, get a little bit of vision from discipleship from the voice of our team, our one and only, <laughs> Rachel Casey. The best radio voice in all the land. That's right. We always Thanks, say, guys. I know everybody, we probably, guys, try not to blow up the comments and everybody talk about it. What an amazing voice Rachel has. We all know. We all know. It makes us feel insecure. But... Do we have a name for our subscribers and followers? Oh, like uh, our, following our mission potties partner. or something? <laughs> I don't know. We'll come up with it. All right. Well, uh, pending. Yeah. Anyway, discipleship. Yeah, discipleship. So, yeah. When we say that we want to follow Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in our day-to-day and everyday life, like, what does that actually look like? What does that actually mean to have all of our life centered with Christ on the throne of our hearts? And so um, what discipleship really is, is this journey together, journeying um, through the ins and outs, ups and downs of daily life, um, walking with Christ. And so we really see this as this big journey of accompaniment with others that we are walking shoulder to shoulder um, to Christ with Christ as our rabbi and our teacher. And so actually Pope Francis in his encyclical Joy of the Gospel talks about this like big journey that we talk about. Um, You can actually see like three distinct phases in a um, discipleship journey. And so we see the first like encounter with Christ, encountering the truth of who God is and who we are. And then we see um, 
this journey of like, okay, I have, um, yeah, received this gospel, understand that I am unconditionally loved, but like now what, how does my life actually begin to, how do I conform my mind and my life um, to this? And then we see kind of like from this overflow, from this overflow of the love that we've received, actually desiring to like go out and share that with others very intentionally. And so all these kind of phases overlap and we always constantly start back over. Um, but for focus, we kind of simplify this to win, build, and send. And so as missionaries, we are journeying with students wherever they may be on their discipleship journey with Jesus Christ. And so our days can look like encountering and winning students, whether that's just like in friendship and loving them truly for who they are, um, like a detached and free love. Um, it might look like really explicitly proclaiming the truth of what they're made for. Um, a lot of our time also is like formation. How do you pray? What are the sacraments? How do you cultivate a life of virtue, especially environments that are really difficult? Um, and then how do we launch these student leaders into like, yeah, wherever they are on campus so that they can go and bring Christ um, like to others. So yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> what a great explanation. <laughs> a good explanation. A golden voice. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it, you can cut down what we do, basically simplify it to win, build, send. We win people over to a relationship with Christ. We help build them up, give them the skills and the techniques of how to actually live out of this relationship with Jesus. And then, then we send them out. We accompany them as they try to live out mission themselves. And so today we're going to try and focus a little bit more on the win and share stories of what we do. And so like when we're building somebody up and we're sending them, it's maybe looking a little bit more formative and we're actually sitting down, we're getting to work. But the win is a little bit more, it can look a little bit more just like hanging out. And so I, what I always say when I'm like casting vision for this to students is I'm like, we could just go out on campus and have a bunch of big signs and say, you know, the end is near, repent and believe in the gospel. But nobody's going to respond to that. Everyone's going to be like, who the hell are you and why are you trying to tell me anything about my life? And so instead what we try to do is we try to win them over in friendship. I always, what's the, the classic line I always say? People don't care how much you know until you, they know how much you care. If we would have all I'm said that in shape, first off, you've never said that once in your life. <laughs> Second off, had you said that, we all said it in sync, it would have been like, I mean, sick. Put that on a freaking shirt. But you, know, you can't just make stuff up. Why do you always make stuff up? I'm not making it up. I'm putting, I got that on a pillow at home. <laughs> no, I no. don't. That I did make up. But yeah, you always say you always say that. That's right. So we, we, we want to win people over. We don't want to just... Uh, proselytize, which is just out of, off the cuff, sharing the gospel at somebody, preaching at them, because they're gonna. They're, it needs to be shared within the context of relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I can share definitely should think of a story where I was a student, I was fresh off of my conversion, and I asked a guy to go grab dinner, and I said. Uh, we'll call him Joe Schmo because that's my go-to name because I don't want to reveal their name on a podcast, but. I, I sat Joe down and um, I was just, I had encountered God and I wanted Joe to know God. And so I asked him to grab dinner. We sit down. I ask him how he's doing. He, he kind of rambles, shares a little bit about how he's, how he's doing. And then he, he asked me how I'm doing. I say, how am I doing? Let me tell you. And I just ramble at this kid about my conversion. I just basically word vomit the, the gospel and, and say, say that everybody's made for a relationship with Jesus. And I said, Joe, how would you like to make Christ the center of your life and I can accompany you and, 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 and walk with you in discipleship? And he just kind of looks at me and he just says, 
honestly, that sounds kind of weird. I don't really know if I want anything to do with that. <laughs> and I was just like so like blown away because I was like, what? what did I do wrong? But now like looking back, I was like, yeah, of course he didn't respond well because I was just blindsided. I just like ranted at him. And I, we didn't have any context of a friendship upon which like other conversations to build off of. And so I think of when I, when I think of the, um, yeah, the win, this like distinct phase in our like role as missionaries of trying to like accompany other people, I can t- think of two kind of categories um, that we, we really try to flesh this out. The first is outreach, which is where we're literally just going out on campus or going into other spaces and trying to meet new people. The other is spending what we call incarnational time, um, which is where I would say, similar to how Christ just spent a lot of time with his disciples, forming friendships, playing, having fun, going out and playing sports, going and grabbing a beer. That's what we could call incarnational time. And these are both necessary. So I think it'd be good to kind of share some stories. So can y'all think of any stories from yeah, when you're doing outreach where things either went well or poorly? Yeah, I got a great one. Oh, let's hear it. So... We'll call him Joe Schmo. Another Joe Schmo. Another Joe There's Schmo. so many of them There's here. So at many Joe it's Schmo. Um, anyway, I want you to picture this. We go out to table, and I'm tired, and I can't find where we're supposed to table because I'm new to UGA, and I end up in the UGA stadium somehow, and then I call MK, and I'm like, <laughs> "Where the heck do I go?" Anyway, long story short, I get to the tabling area, right? Mm. And we're tabling, which I was. It was my first day out there, so I was kind of being a little extra, showing off. I was throwing rosary bags at people. I was saying, hey, you come here. I was being a little extra. But then then I got really tired. Um, and I was like, man, I, I'm just going to talk to one more person. That's where it gets kind of crazy. So I was like, I'm just going to talk to one more person. My, I guess, shift was ending up. And I'm watching guys walk by. I'm like, nah, no, no. And then I see one guy, and I just like point at him. I'm like, you, come here. Come here right now. He looks at me kind of like nervous, like what the heck? And yeah, that was weird. But sometimes you got to be weird to win souls. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I call him over and we start talking, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, like just having a normal conversation, like. And he says, or no, I asked him. I was like, hey, you uh, heard of the Catholic Center? Catholic at all? He's like, well, I used to be. I'm kind of searching right now. Like I don't know. Anyway, so like I, I got his number. And ended up getting coffee. We had a long conversation. It was really good. But I didn't really think much of it. And that day I go to daily mass. And who was sitting in the back of the pew except Joe Schmo? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what in the world? And he hasn't been to mass in a while. Right? I was like, this is, this is awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. And we started just to hang out. He started coming to Bible study all the time. And yeah, I'd, I'd encountered him once. But now I was like, okay, do I, do I really know him? Right? And me and Kelvin and a bunch of guys decided we were going to go on a ski trip last weekend. Mm-hmm. And like last second, I had asked him to come, Joe Schmo. I'd asked Joe Schmo to come. And he was like, no. And then last second, uh, Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday. Yep, the day Thursday. Before. And then I, like a day before, I was like, yo, come on this ski trip with us. We're going to leave at 4.30 a.m. And it's going to be great. And he was like, all right. So he come. <laughs> And it was great. Like, we just had so many good conversations. He asked so many questions. And, yeah, it's kind of like you can tell this is, like, the beginning of something that could be so awesome and Mm. so great. And, like, it's a really good friendship. And I love that kid to death. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So it's like you don't know where this story is going to end up for Mr. Schmo. But 
it like at least he's at a point right now where he's getting to like hear the gospel he's getting to be surrounded by community and these others christians and all of that was because we went out on campus and specifically you were bold enough to try and single out one person have a conversation with him and god the holy spirit was working because something's working within his life yeah. right now yeah that's incredible yeah shout out mm-hmm. joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. yeah anybody else any other fun outreach ideas that you've ever done my favorite one is probably right at the beginning of the year so as the missionary that primarily does outreach to like women in greek life um during the whole week of recruitment it's a pretty packed day like girls are at the houses from like morning until night like at 8 p.m and so Sunday Mass really isn't an option, but we were able to generously, Father Michael and Father Brian did a like late night Greek life Mass. And so kind of going out on a limb, we were like, okay, we know these gimmicks. Uh, <laughs> these drinks called Olipops. They're a so popular. prebiotic <laughs> seltzer, <laughs> like think LaCroix, but... A little kombucha. I don't know. A little, little, <laughs> I've never heard of it. They're Ollie super Pop. trendy. They're like, super, they're like uh-huh. pastel colors. Um, I just wanted like a photo of me drinking one of those things. I'll just put that on my newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Kelvin, we could do LaCroix, but I'm like, girls want Olipop. They want And he said, you have the freedom to fail. Go for it. Uh-huh. And so I take like all the Olipops available at Kroger. Got like 40. <laughs> Single cans. Um. And yeah, right after Mass, made an announcement. It was like, come hang out. There's going to be Olipops, Bible study signups. would love to meet you. And I actually was just checking that Google form the other day. I was just curious to see, of like, who did I meet at the beginning of the year when it was all a blur and I really didn't know too many, like, just names of faces and seeing actually, like, the number of women I met through those recruitment masses, like, through that time that we literally were just standing, drinking an Olipop. Um, they're now, like, involved in the Catholic Center are, mm. like, regular members of my Bible study. Um, yeah. Like, how, like, all had that simple beginning. I love that. So it's like, yeah, we have this opportunity for, like, creativity to try and come up with what was, uh, fun ways to get what people was involved. Dirt Outreach? Were you telling me about that yesterday? No, that wasn't me. Who was it? That was... That was um, Who told me about what, Dirt it was Outreach? A, it was a different campus. It was a different was, campus. Yeah. Ah, oh, dang. Anyway... <laughs> There's this idea we should do. Yeah, yeah. They fill cups with dirt and just hand them out. Soil. It's dirt <laughs> outreach. Dirt outreach. Doesn't get any better than It was that. for advertising <laughs> for the Ashland State Mass. It was so <laughs> University of Southern Mississippi. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. So it's Good like, job. there's like, you know, just trying to go out and meet people on campus sometimes can be intimidating. And I always found it helps to have some sort of gimmick or something to kind of like hook people in and just get you into a conversation with them. Um, something that I, yeah, the Olipops is a great idea. It sounds like it had a lot of success. I mean, again, you got to know that you smell like the sheep. And if the sheep like Olipops, then, you know, it's worth spending the extra buck to buy a bunch of Olipops. But I remember... Not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Olipop actually, sponsor us. Olipop sponsor us, please. Actually, please. There's going to be a, 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 a Google ad of Olipops. <laughs> But another gimmick that we did one time was, uh, this was very fruitful, was we would, when I was at KU, we would um, just do a, go out on campus with a sign that just said free prayers. And we would just, mm-hmm. as people were walking by, we'd say, hey, can we pray for you? Hey, can we pray for you? Most people would say no, but you'd be surprised how many people are having a hard day, they're having a hard week. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, actually I will. 
And it, like, if you had said, like, told me when I was a sophomore in college that I'd be that guy on campus handing out free prayers, I'd be like, no way in hell. <laughs> but here I am. You know, it's my life. It's like my job. Same thing. So anyway, we're we are at uh, University of Kansas. And I'm sitting there with my teammate Catherine, and um. We're sitting there with our free prayer signed, and a student comes by. We'll call her, uh, we usually say Catherine, but that's my teammate's name, so that's confusing. Uh, we'll call her Caitlin. And so Caitlin walks by. So, right, we got a free prayer signed. Caitlin's walking by. And I can see she's wearing a Rolling Stones shirt, and I, I like point at her. I go, You look like you need some free prayers. And she goes, She laughs, and she goes, Oh, haha, like, no, thank you. And she keeps walking, but then she just stops in her tracks, and I'm like watching her. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then she turns around, and she goes, actually, I have a friend who could use some prayers. And I was like, usually when people say that, I kind of like laugh to myself, because I'm like, a lot of people maybe will say that, don't feel the freedom to admit that they need prayers, and so they'll say, oh, somebody else need prayers. And so she says she has a friend who's going through a hard time that needs prayers, but like deep down, I'm like, this girl probably needs some prayers. And so we sit down, we pray with her. And so I ask, can I put a hand on your shoulder? She says, yes. I say, and we just say a prayer. And I basically, you know, I prayed for her friend, but the majority of the prayer was just me praying over Caitlin, saying, Lord, like, I just pray that Caitlin knows that she's loved, that she has a father in heaven who's searching and fighting for her, just speaking truth over her identity as a, as a daughter of God. And so that was basically it. And I didn't think too much of it, but then afterwards she says, actually, you know, I haven't gone to church in a long time. I, I grew up Catholic and I'd like to get more involved. And we said, oh, great. Well, we had a flyer in my back pocket. And I say, how about you come to this event? I think that you'd um, really enjoy it. There's a lot of good people and it's an opportunity just to receive a talk and, and whatnot. So she ends up going to this thing and then she gets plugged into a Bible study and then she gets plugged into discipleship. And the whole thing, it was just a huge success. And she ends up going on our mission trip to Peru. And while we were there, we like everybody was going around sharing their stories, sharing their testimonies. And I feel like a lot of times when we're doing outreach, we maybe don't get to hear kind of the other side of the story. But when she was up there, she, she recounted that exact interaction when we were, met her doing the free, prayer, free prayers out on campus. And Caitlin says that she was actually in a really dark spot. And she had stopped going to church because she had fallen into sin and did, no longer felt safe, no longer felt, she just felt judged being at church. And so she just stopped going altogether. And then she said that she saw the free prayer sign and she immediately was like, oh, that sounds weird. I don't really want that. Um, but then she was walking away and she felt stopped in her tracks. And she's like, well, I like, I need this. And so she thought of like the roommate situation. It's, it's just kind of like, again, it's like, it wasn't, it was a non-vulnerable way to approach us. And she said, oh, yeah, I've got a roommate who's going through a hard time, blah, blah, blah. And so she said that whenever we were praying with her, she was just on the verge of tears. She just felt so filled up by the Holy Spirit, so moved and so touched. And then she just knew, like, I need to come home. I need to, like, come back to church. And then that's what ultimately led her, yeah, to have this conversion and come back into her faith. And I just love that story because the... We, we, we go out, we do these gimmicks, we come up with these creative ideas to try and meet people, and we have, just have no idea how fruitful it can be. We have no idea um, yet this is the impact. So that's the importance of outreach. We've got to be bold and we've got to get out there. 
Um, but then, yeah, the, there's the, also the importance of having incarnational time, what we would say, just like the, the day in and day out sharing life. So uh, if anybody has any stories or just maybe has some thoughts on why, why is that important? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, oh, wait, we're using substitute names. Substitute um, we'll names. Call, we'll call this person um, Anne. Anne. Nice. <laughs> Anne. Okay, so so Anne is someone that I got to know, like, the first time we went to Seek. The first time I went to Seek with UGA. So last year, we, like, sat next to each other on a bus back to our hotel, like, talked with her. I was like, okay, cool. And then she went to Peru, and, like, I got to know, like, Anne more. And then um, that, like, time of just, like, spending a bunch of time with each other, like, on that trip for, like, 10 days straight was just, like, allowed us to, like, have such a good, like, foundation of, like, friendship. Um, And one thing that is, like, really fun is, like, um, yeah, just, like, growing in friendship with her looks like, okay, like, she loves to play golf. So Ann and I will like go to like the range and just, you know, go play mm-hmm. for a bit or just like go to a softball game and just enjoy that. Um, or go get like a beer at a pub and just like enjoy a Guinness because why not? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like that, like kind of incarnational time allows like the space just for like the other deeper conversations to happen when we're like in discipleship because we just like we just spend time with each other and like know that we love each other and like yeah and so it like makes that time of discipleship like more impactful but also just like growing in friendship like Christ grew in friendship with his disciples or it's like we just have a genuine like love and care for each other mm. yeah that's beautiful it's like we want to share time and I, I always say that play is the foundation of trust. And so it's funny to think that as missionaries, a part of our job is to play with our students, you know, which is part of why we have best the best job, job in the world. Best job in the world. Because it, it really is, I, I can think of times when I would lead a Bible study or, or try to hang out with somebody and I'm trying to have foster vulnerable conversation and we're just getting nowhere. But then if I'm able to go out and play tennis with them or create a space where everyone's just laughing and having fun, it just opens up the door. Yeah. No, at Clemson, so like when I first started off this Bible study, um, this was last semester, and these guys, like the second Bible study, they walked in and like it was the worst Bible study ever. I wanted to die. I, I wasn't leading properly. I chose the wrong place to do it, and nobody was talking. It was awful. But like one of the things I realized, like, oh, I haven't cultivated like a community in this. Everybody's mm-hmm. just separate, right? Mm-hmm. There's these separate groups of like two people, three people, right? And as we cultivated a sort of community, just like through doing things, um, through coming to Bible study more, right? And just like hanging out with them, they became more comfortable. And by the end, I, we couldn't finish a reading without one of the guys like yelling, what the hell did he do? And then I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, they just like grew so close together and it was just so awesome. Like just mm. to see, just simply by like hanging out or like even with Joe Schmo, we were in the hot tub at same Joe Schmo from earlier. We went skiing. Oh yeah, we had skied, we had played, but now the vibe was just right. We're sitting in the hot tub, and we just started able to have like real honest conversations. Yeah. So good. Yeah, so and good. a lot of guys in college, they just get like kind of surface level conversations from just talking to people, and they're like, 
tired of it and they want something more. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome to be able to do that, especially yeah. tag like with your team as well. That's so fun. All right, we got time for maybe one more story. Anybody? What's something that's coming to mind from back when I was a student last year at UL? I was co-leading this small group of probably about 10 freshman women. Um, and yeah, it, we had this huge small group and we would meet every week with the rest of the freshman ministry and we'd have a talk and we'd talk about it. Um, and I think my favorite thing about this ministry in particular is like, you like as a leader, you had to like make this place something valuable for the freshmen because like there's so many things just like vying for their time. And so me and my friend Marie, um, we just like had so much fun with these women. Like we, we had them over for like this huge sleepover at my house and like we just like decked out the living room and air mattresses. There was a whipped cream fight involved and we were able <laughs> to just like have these like really great conversations. And I think like, yeah, like our number one priority there was just to, like be with each other and to like have fun. Because I think also, like, especially in our society where it's, like, busy, 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 work, 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 mm-hmm. study all the time, like, get all the good grades, like, play can, like, be really, like, few and far between. Um, yeah. Especially when the alternatives are, like, yeah, let's go to a party and get wasted. That's <laughs> fun. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, getting to, like, have this time really, like, paved the foundation. Like, for me, as a, like, yeah, as a student in discipleship, to, like, ask some of these women to walk with me very intentionally and to, like, have these conversations about prayer yeah that's beautiful yeah the play and the 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 providing that space it really is necessary because we can't i don't think we can get anything done in our role as missionary of accompanying somebody if if we don't have that human touch Mm -hmm. so it really is so important all right guys well i think this is a good place to to wrap up our podcast episode two i think it's gone pretty well so our listeners please yeah um share any feedback any thoughts if there's anything that you would like to hear from us. The reason why we're doing this is just so that we can continue to fill in our supporters and what we're doing. So if you have any questions or anything that you'd love to hear, it would be really, really helpful for us just to get any feedback at all. So thank you so much for for tuning in and listening to the Focus UGA podcast. Thanks and God bless. Go dogs. Thanks and go dogs. Go tigers. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Wrap.